0: Chapter twenty three of The Wonderful Visit by h. g. Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Violin After breakfast the Vicar went into the little room next his study to find a book on political economy for the Angel to read. For the Angel's social ignorances were clearly beyond any verbal explanations. The door stood ajar. What is that? said the angel, following him. A violin! He took it down. You play? said the vicar. The angel had the bow in his hand and by way of answer drove it across the strings. The quality of the note made the vicar turn suddenly. The angel's hand tightened on the instrument. The bow flew back and flickered and an air the vicar had never heard before danced in his ears. The angel shifted the fiddle under his dainty chin and went on playing, and as he played his eyes grew bright and his lips smiled. At first he looked at the vicar, then his expression became abstracted. He seemed no longer to look at the vicar, but through him, at something beyond, Something in his memory or his imagination. Something infinitely remote, undreamt of hitherto. The vicar tried to follow the music. The air reminded him of a flame. It rushed up, shone, flickered and danced, Passed and reappeared. No, it did not reappear. Another air, like it and unlike it, Shot up after it, wavered, vanished, then another, the same and not the same. It reminded him of the flaring tongues that palpitate and change above a newly lit fire. There are two airs, or motifs, which is it? thought the vicar. He knew remarkably little of musical technique. They go dancing up, one pursuing the other, out of the fire of the incantation, pursuing, fluctuating, turning up into the sky. There below was the fire burning, a flame without fuel upon a level space, and there two flirting butterflies of sound, dancing away from it, up, one over another, swift, abrupt, uncertain. Flirting butterflies were they? What was the vicar thinking of? Where was he? in the little room next to his study of course and the angel standing in front of him smiling into his face playing the violin and looking through him as though he was only a window that motif again a yellow flare spread fan-like by a gust and now one then with a swift eddying upward flight the other the two things of fire and light pursuing one another again, up into that clear immensity. The study and the realities of life suddenly faded out of the vicar's eyes, grew thinner and thinner like a mist that dissolves into air, and he and the angel stood together on a pinnacle of wrought music about which glittering melodies circled and vanished and reappeared. He was in the land of beauty and once more the glory of heaven was upon the angel's face and the glowing delights of colour pulsated in his wings. Himself the vicar could not see, but I cannot tell you of the vision of that great and spacious land of its incredible openness and height and nobility. For there is no space there like ours, no time as we know it. One must needs speak by bungling metaphors And own in bitterness after all that one has failed. And it was only a vision. The wonderful creatures flying through the ether Saw them not as they stood there, Flew through them as one might pass through a wisp of mist. The vicar lost all sense of duration, all sense of necessity. Ah, said the angel, suddenly putting down the fiddle. The vicar had forgotten the book on political economy, had forgotten everything until the angel had done. For a minute he sat quite still. Then he woke up with a start. He was sitting on the old iron-bound chest. Really, he said slowly, you are very clever. He looked about him in a puzzled way. I had a kind of vision while you were playing. I seemed to see... What did I see? It has gone. He stood up with a dazzled expression upon his face. I shall never play the violin again, he said. I wish you would take it to your room, and keep it, and play to me again. I did not know anything of music until I heard you play. I do not feel as though I had ever heard any music before." He stared at the angel, then about him at the room. "'I have never felt anything of this kind with music before,' he said. He shook his head. "'I shall never play again. End of chapter 23